0: Created live on Fireside. Welcome, guys, to another YNS Live with, um, with me, Juliette Hahn, and um, I'm excited for you guys to hear Sarah's story. So my name is Juliette Hahn. I am the host of YNS Live. I have a couple shows on here on Fireside. I'm obsessed with Fireside. It's my new favorite thing. I have this show, and then I also have a show called YNS Live with NFL Thread, where cynthia zordich is my co-host and we interview the women of the nfl we're gonna have some shows coming up with that we basically just dive in like what it is like to be a woman behind the scenes your husband your boyfriend gets transferred what does that mean for you and your family so that's a really fun segment and then i also do um I also have my podcast, Your Next Stop, that is a pre-recorded podcast. But right now, I am doing weekly shows with uh, sometimes double time, uh, two times a week. And next week, we have two shows. Definitely check in the schedule because there's some really good ones. So Sarah, I cannot wait for you to jump in. Um, Like Sarah and I have talked a couple times. I love what Sarah is doing, and it's exactly what my show is all about. So welcome, Sarah. How are you? good morning i'm great thanks so much for having me of course okay so i would love to just dive in right away give us a little insight of who you are and how you founded the network of women
1: sure so my name is sarah o'brien hammond and i as juliet mentioned am the founder of a community it's an in real life and digital community called the network of women And I think many women can probably resonate with my story. Um, I, at 42, well, first of all, I guess before that, I've always been sort of a goal-centric person and I have been always like going through life, like checking all the boxes. Like I just got to get through life. I got to do all that I'm supposed to be doing, keep forging forward. And then there'll be like rainbows and unicorns at the end of the rainbow. Right? Like, I don't know how many of you, you can like applaud and if that resonates at all, but I just went like hells like as fast as I could through life, checking these boxes. Julia, if you like, kisses this resonate with you?
0: Yes. Well, I remember we talked about this. I mean, I am definitely a goal set person. And it's funny because I was never the type of person that was like, okay, I have to go to college, get married, and then, you know, start my career, have kids, decide what I'm going to do but it actually kind of all happened that way. you know. But it wasn't ever like first in my mind. I kind of let things happen. But yes, talking to so many people and then having kids, you know, like, okay, now this is what you're supposed to do. And now that we're raising kids, I love that the narrative has changed a little bit. Like, you know, I say to my kids, you know, I, I mean, I had fun in college. I would love for you to go to college, but it might not be for you. So let's think about all your options. So yeah, totally right there with you.
1: And I would say, actually, to just piggyback off that, I never was, like, that girl that was dreaming of my wedding dress and was, like, ready to be married at, like, 21. Like, I was, like, oh, hell no. Like, I've got a lot (laughs) to (laughs) do in this world, Um, world domination. Like, I wasn't into that, but I think society's message is really strong, right? The messaging that society gives us on, you know, graduate from college, like, a four-year college, like, this, like, very traditional path, like, Graduate college, you know. I moved to New York City. I got a job. I made money. I found a partner. And again, like it wasn't like I was like that was the past, But the message is are strong and they're real. And I mean, anybody who's single and I have a lot of single girlfriends are like, yeah, it sucks because I'm not only lonely, but I'm also have this messaging that's like something's wrong with you because maybe you're not partnered off, and it's like so insane.
0: Yeah, I'm going to interrupt you really quickly. So do you feel, because so when I went to college, I went to college in New Jersey, I played two sports, I played field hockey and lacrosse. And literally, how I want to say so many of my teammates, right as literally that year that we graduated, they were all getting married. And I was like... Oh no! I was like, I've got some oats to sow, and I'm moving to New York City, and I'm going to have some fun. I am not getting married, um, at, right yet. And I and I think I was so surprised they had kids right away, and I was like, this is insane to me. Like I, we're early twenties, I don't want this. So, and I also feel like a lot of my friends in New York were a little bit like that too. They were like, no, like we're not getting married right away. And so I do feel like a small town versus a city it definitely has a little bit of a different message do you kind of feel that as well for sure yeah i yeah. think it's i think there's a lot about what your um what your greatest
1: role models were i mean like people tend to be exhibit the patterns of, of what they were modeled as children. And so there's a lot of people who, if their parents got married young, they might follow in that same pattern. Um, but yes, I moved from Vermont to New York city. And so I knew that I wanted a different path. Um, but I will tell you that it just, I quickly got into that New York city group of like, yeah, winning a partner, getting married, making more money, having kid number one, you know, buying an apartment, having kid number two, having all these things, you know, and you're, like, busy checking it off. And quite frankly, like, I think life just gets crazy that there wasn't much, like, reflection or thought into, like, direction. I was just, like, trying to get by. And I think, again, many people could probably relate. Like, I was just trying to survive. And, Again, a message I do not, I, a message I really want to stress to my children. I don't want them to live the life that I necessarily, and the path that I necessarily took. Um, and really, I went through this like, this strong um go go go. I do Iron Man's for fun. Like, I mean, I'm crazy. <laughs> and um, I just completed my fourth a week ago in, in Wisconsin, and I'm like, you know, a crazy person still, but I'm working on that. <laughs> um, but at 42, I sort of hit a wall and I stopped and was like, where am I going? And Juliet, it was probably the first time in my life that I stopped and reflected. And that might, that might blow people's minds because I think we're in a mindfulness world. I think, go yeah, ahead. Well, I was gonna say, say. so,
0: I, I mean, I do also, so, and, and you might laugh at me and be like, yes or no. Would you consider yourself type A? Oh, hell, yes. <laughs> okay, well, I was I was assuming, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes people, you know, sometimes people, and I think being type A, I think it's a wonderful thing, but then it also can be a curse. I am, I, I wouldn't call myself type A. I feel like I'm, I'm never like that, it's, it's funny. I never fit into a, 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 a one category. I'm always like on the fence on both. And so I am very much like that. So, so I, I feel like, right for type a, it is very much like that, right? You just go, 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 go. And you know, and you don't stop. And then all of a sudden it's like, Whoa, like either something happens or you just reflect. I actually tell people all the time. And this is like, where I'm like, no, I'm not type a in, in this sense is, um, I think it's so important to pause and listen because life is teaching you lessons all along the road. And when you're just going, going, you're missing things. You're letting life pass you by. And it's so important just to stop and be like, okay, what lesson am I learning today? That's why like every morning I walk my dogs because I'm like, okay, this is what's going to, you know, there's going to be lessons out here that I'm learning or I'm able to kind of calm my, my brain. But yes, it does take practice, right? For anyone, I think. So, yeah, continue. for sure. And I would say that I too am fluid with that. I would say I'm a
1: recovering type A. I'm working on, you know, continuing to not be that way. And I wish that I had more pauses throughout my life. And that's something like certainly with my children, you know, if someone told me that I'd be carrying crystals and have essential oils and salt lamps all throughout my apartment, I'd be like, you are talking clearly about somebody else. But like, I can't get enough of that stuff. And I see my daughters, you know, they're like literally taking a moment, meditating. Certainly they're not like, you know, consistently meditating, but it's nice to see them taking a moment and having those tools that I definitely didn't have. And also like they're into crystals and what it represents. And I'm like, even if a crystal reminds them to stop and be grounded in themselves for a minute, that's a success because that's not a tool that I necessarily had um, growing up and, and into my adulthood. And so at 42, I sort of hit a wall where I was just like, wow, like I stopped and I had no idea where I was going. And I had all these things, right? I had had, uh, assumed all this success and wealth and all these different things and I I had a beautiful life but honestly Julia like I didn't know what I I wanted like I didn't know what fueled me like I didn't know what gave me purpose and fulfillment and I recognize those are big questions like if someone asks you like what's your purpose I think people need a minute Um, but I didn't even have an idea of what my purpose on this planet was and so I had a real awakening at 42 and it included a lot of, uh, healers and therapists and coaches. And that's where I started like, you know, really diving into all these different modalities and different healing, um, avenues, and also started talking with other women that were like, me too. Like, I feel like I'm rushing through life. I feel like I'm putting myself last. I feel like I am need to leave, lead a selfless life, which means without self, mind you. Um, and I'm like, no, like this is not okay. Like we need to take care of ourselves. We need to make sure that we're tended to, that we're reflecting on where we need to be and that we're in touch with that. And I was fully not. So I like at 42, I had all these things All these things. And on the outside, people would probably assume that I was totally in touch with myself and knew what I wanted and where I was going and had a really clear roadmap in getting there. But I literally had no idea. Like I was just like, I I literally was like, where am I? And I turned to my husband and I was like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy in this marriage. I'm not happy in this life. I'm not happy with this, this family. But it had nothing to do with that. That was a pure case of displacement. It was just that I didn't know. And like, you know, you just lash out to whatever's the closest, right? And I was like, all I know is this isn't what I want. And so I knew that I had to really seek out, educate myself, put myself in environments where I could learn, where I could be around other women that were supporting each other and where I could gain the resources professionally and personally to thrive. And so I was like, I'll go find it. I'll go find that community. And I couldn't find it. (laughs) <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs> well, and so I think, I mean, you touched on so many important things. So you were like, I'm not happy in this like, life right now. You, you obviously, did, were you in, still in love with your husband? Like, was there, you know, yes. and you guys are still together, right? Yeah. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So it wasn't like, okay, it was like you married the wrong person. You know, no, it was that you actually were like, whoa. I need to stop. I need something for myself. And that's what I want everyone to hear right now. Anyone that's listening on any of the other apps, that's something that's so important because – and I think that's sometimes why divorce rates, though, go high because someone just assumes, oh, it's the other person, right? It's the Uh, other person. Yes, of course. And sometimes, yes, a lot of times it is the other person, but there's times where it's not. It's really that everything you just said is that you're not happy with yourself. And so the other thing I say all the time is like if you're feeling unsettled – In life, right? I mean, there's times where, like, every, you know, certain days you feel unsettled, but if you, the majority of the time, wake up and you feel unsettled, it's because you're not doing what you are meant to be doing. And that is so important. And I cannot stress that enough. So I love that you, you know, yourself, you were like, pause right you're like i need to stop and i need to do work on myself before i place the blame on others so you know i i really applaud you and that's one of the reasons when we first talked um i mean i think we zoomed for like five minutes and i was like i absolutely adore you (laughs) (laughs) yep
1: (laughs) yeah it was very like i I agree like i think that there's a lot of external like we look for external uh validation or external reasons that we're not happy versus like actually like being connected to ourselves. Like, I again, that's pausing, that's stopping, that's literally carving out time where you're not doing anything, you're not scrolling, you're not creating a to-do list, you're just being still with yourself. And like, I would ask any woman out there, how often do you do that? And unfortunately, Especially, you know, moms, especially women who are holding down the, the house, have jobs, you know, inside the house, outside the house, have all these other responsibilities. And it's, excuse me, not just moms, but I'm just saying as a mom, Juliet's a mom too. We could both kind of, um, understand this is that it's just, it's a lot. And it's really important to carve out that time because for me, yeah, Juliet, like I just celebrated 15 years of marriage with my husband. It could have easily been a situation where I was like, totally put the blame on that. And then what a, what a disservice because I would have never gotten to the real issue of what the problem was, which was just a pure disconnect with myself and really figuring out like, what does Sarah need? And I think for me, that's like something that I've taken from that experience. I mean, besides of course, launching the network of women, but was like every day I was like, what do I need? Like, what do I actually need? And even before I get out of bed or even during the day, I sort of stop and will ask myself because it's like, everybody needs so much from me. My daughters need so much from me. My husband needs so much from me. The people I manage at work need so much from me. My community needs so much from me. My dog needs so much from me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's like a lot. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm sorry. Pause, people, everyone around me, because I need to ask what I need. And
0: it's not selfish. It's so Detrimental to your happiness and your success overall. Well, and that's the thing, and that's the other thing is I think us as women, um, and I I really believe it's gotten better. I mean, I really think generations before it was like you, you know, you do, you can do it all, right? I mean, I remember, and I've told this, you know, anyone that knows me, I've told this uh, story to before. So when I had my first child, um, I lived in New York City, and. I was speaking to a nanny. We were out at our beach house and, um, you know, my husband's like, whatever you want to do, if you want to go back to work, I support you. If you, you know, you want to stay home, I support you. And we were fortunate enough that his salary, I could have done that. Uh, And I remember thinking in my head, all I want to do is stay home with this child. But does that make me less than? And I have never thought that because I'm like a pretty, I'm a very confident person and I've always been very in touch with who I am and what my needs are. I was born that way. I have to say I'm very good at that. But I remember I was talking to my sister and I was on the deck and I had my son, like, you know, on, like, sitting with my back against the chair and he was like on my legs, you know, so he's facing me and he's just giggling and laughing. And I was in tears. And she had a son the week, literally, our kids were born a week apart. She worked in uh, corporate. Real estate, and I worked in alternative advertising. I was literally on the road five days a week. I was—I mean, it was insane. My hours are insane, and she was able to go back to the office one day a week. And I would not—I I mean, I probably could have went back three days a week, but it would have been really, really tough. And she said to me, "Well, what will make you the better, like a better mom and wife?" And I didn't even stop; like, I didn't even pause. I said, "Oh, staying home." And she goes, "Well, you just answered your question." I said, I did. I go, oh my God, I'm talking to nannies. I'm doing all this because my mom was a single mom um, after certain raising five kids. And all she kept saying is just make sure you don't stop, like don't give up yourself. And I, you know, she's like, I never regret the parts times that I gave up myself. She goes, but I don't want that for you guys. I want you guys to be able to have it all, right? Have it all and do it all. And I remember being like, if I went back to work First of all, I would do everything 50%. And my husband probably would get 25% of me. Like he would have really been the one that was screwed. My kids, my dog, you know, work, everything would have gotten 50%. And I I really just stopped. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And then later in life, when the kids got older is when I reinvented myself, right? Mm -hmm. Because then it was a time where I was like, okay, now I can do it. So I really believe that us women can have it all, but just not at the same time. And I really believe that um, that narrative has gotten better. But it's still like, you know, when you were 15 years ago, right? I mean, it was like, this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm meant to do. And some women know right away that they will be a better mom by going back to the office, right? They know that. They know that but for me it was i knew i was not going to be a better mom i would have i would have been like a, literally a, lun- a lunatic
1: <laughs> yeah i think that social constructs are pretty strong and i think that it's a hard thing i think women really struggle still to this day of like being a stay at home mom and feeling is that enough and it's like yeah. oh my goodness like that is more than enough but again We need the world to recognize that but more importantly we need to just support whatever your decision is and so i think like the network of women is really just about that to be honest with you we have women that as i mentioned we're a digital and in real life community and women we have women all over the world we have women who are single we have women who are married we are have women who are working we have women who are not we have women who are reinventing themselves we have women with kids not kids like it is literally and it's beautiful because because there's so much diversity, we're able to really learn so much from each other. And actually that's where true empathy begins, right? When you surround yourself with people who are unlike you, which is what I really make a huge effort to do really in my life, but really in this community as well as diversity is super important to us. I don't need a community of of people that look like me. Or are in the same socioeconomic class as me or the same background or experiences me. I grow and expand as a human by being around people who are different than me and who have had those different experiences. And so I can understand Juliet's experience that much more and people like her. So there's greater empathy because, you know, as we know, there's always been this somewhat of a struggle between working moms and non-working moms and, um, you know, people having to justify, well, I, I work in the house and then there's like, oh, I work outside the house. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like we don't need to right. be like, you know, Against each other. Let's actually all be sitting at the same table together, supporting one another. So, I think as a whole, it's a really good point for you to bring up. And, um, you know, the network of women was really created. Like I mentioned before, like I was like, I'll just go out and find a community where I can be around supportive women, where we can talk about being powerful in the boardroom, but also being like powerful in our personal life. And I couldn't find that in New York City. Crazy enough. Crazy. I couldn't couldn't find it. Um, there's a lot of professional networks. Um, there's not as many like personal networks, I would say that at least I've found that were sort of what I was seeking, which is really talking about the things that no one's talking about because that's the network of women. Like, I'm like, let's get real. Like, let's talk about things that are important. Like, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about relationships. Let's talk about body. Let's talk about confidence. Let's talk about, you know, all these hormones. Let's talk about like being 46. Like, let's talk about the real stuff instead of like, you know, meeting and having it be surface. And so, you know, I, I couldn't find that community. I never sought to like create a community. I just couldn't find it. And ultimately, I was like, you know what? I guess I have to create it because I was telling all these women and these women are like, me too. I want to be around other supportive women. I want to expand in my life. And, um, I want to be talking about things that are important. I don't want to be in superficial conversations. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Um, and so that's how really the network of women was born was just really by my own life's life's journey of feeling like I needed to pause, feeling like I needed to, to take care of me and in here and listen to my soul and what was happening really listen and then be able to surround myself with all these different women with all these different experiences and that i can learn from and so we do we do weekly programming where we have workshops we have speakers like we have something called the now talk which is like our version of ted talk which we have this sunday so we have two women that speak and tell their story um which is like so powerful because as you know Juliet, it's through storytelling that so much happens right you have a greater connection to others you have a greater connection to yourself um it's really where empathy begins and so we have events we have summits we have retreats we have workshops and um yeah it's in real life in digital digital community so we really can support women across the globe and um it's been a really beautiful journey and i am where i am today fully because of the women in this community
0: and and those that i've I learned from that. And now when did, and I'm sure you just said it in the beginning and I missed that, but when did you form? Yeah. The, so we idea.
1: launched in when I was 42. So it was like four years ago that we, it'll be four years ago in March, actually, uh, we'll be four years old. So we're still like in our infancy, but what we've accomplished in even the short years that we've been alive, it's been amazing. And we're adding new new additions to um, to the community every day and it's really beautiful to see. It's been a really natural organic growth and just, you know, what I love most about the network of women is that when you have a, a group of women, whether it's in real life or digital and you, someone shares something because they feel safe enough and they feel that they're in a space that they can share this where they share and you see other women trap their shoulders. Right. And sigh, uh, uh, you know, a sigh of relief that you're not the only one. Like there's so much power in that. And I feel like women need to know you aren't the only one that that you're going through X, Y, and Z. And so it's really powerful to have women around each other that can share intimate things or not. We have really fun, uplifting, light things too. But sometimes we have conversations that are like really intimate and personal and women feel safe sharing. And other women can really feel like really less lonely and more supported. And that every time I see that, it just fuels my heart because I'm like, oh, she doesn't feel alone. Like, thank goodness.
0: And that's amazing. And you know, the other thing is I love, I I love Fireside because it's, I mean, how fun is it? Like, thank you. Thank you, Gina. We love your support. And James, I know you're clapping as well. Because one thing I do want to touch on is when you as a woman that, you know, and I'm talking about like, because I am married, you're married. You as a woman, when you... Are at your best. You also are at your best for your spouse and your kids, and it just makes for a happier house. And I think that's what's so important when you're taking care of your brain, when you're taking care of yourself physically. You just are a better person, and so I love that you're doing that with with the now with where you're giving the people. Hey, Shelby, you're giving people a space to do just that to heal themselves because you know there's times where there is a you know therapy is a great. But therapy is not for everyone, but there's also times that therapy doesn't kind of scratch an itch with, with certain things. And so the fact that you're putting women together that are able to, as you said, kind of their shoulders go down and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not the only one that's happening to because in a therapy office, you know, you're know, you going to hear from your therapist, oh, that's happening to other people. But when you don't hear it firsthand. It, it, it doesn't mean the same thing. So you're giving a space for women to be able to be the best that they can be. So then they can go home and be their best for their spouses, for their kids, for their animals, you know, for their neighbors and all of that. So I applaud you on that again, because that's just wonderful.
1: Yeah, thanks. I think it's extremely important. and It's tough. You know, sometimes it's awesome. Like sometimes I'll have women like in their closet. And they're like, this is the only place that I could like find <laughs> a quiet space where my kids aren't going to find me. And I'm like, Yes, queen. Like, you did it. Like, give yourself this hour. And, you know, our events are digestible chunks, right? So they're an hour. And so mostly they're an hour. And so it's beautiful that people can, like, it might be tough to slip away. But I always tell women, like, I always return m- more, a-, a better mother, a better yes. wife, to your point, um, a better friend, a better sister. I just, I'm better because, like, I've allowed myself, I've filled my cup, which all women should be doing, filling their cup first, like put on your face mask first. Like there's a reason they tell us that on the plane. Yes. You are only as good, um, to others as you are for yourself, put on that mask first, and then you can then be for everybody else. But I think it's really important to make that time. And for me, I really make it a priority. Like I have a Google calendar, as many people do. And it's a family calendar. My kids know like when I'm unavailable. And I also love that I'm modeling to them. Like I was you know, just gonna say that. I'm going away. I told you I went to West Hampton for like a total like me weekend. And it was amazing. It was my friends were like, can we go? I'm like, no, 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 it's for me. Like I'm right. going alone. And I went to this weekend, I did like a total like silent retreat. I only talked to people and I had to like order food. And <laughs> I just like was by myself and it was so good. And I I missed my family. Which which was a good thing because you should miss them once in a while. You should be away from them enough that you miss them. And so it gave me this like renewed sense of being. And that's what I like to think like all these, the now events are, it's this renewed sense of you so that you can go into the world and whatever world you're reentering better and maybe like more connected and maybe feeling more supported than you did before you entered. And that is our hope in all that we do at the network of women.
0: Which I love, and again, I think that's it's just it's so important because there. And as you said, you went searching for it, and yes, there are. And I, I forget, I was somewhere where someone was saying like, there's you know tons of networking you know groups. There's tons of this. There's tons of that. But sometimes there's not ones that combined at all, right? So you're like a part of like six different groups, right? <laughs> but
1: right. Then- yeah. And I like to marry. That's like the, what I say. The network of women is it's a marriage of yes. the personal and professional. So it's like yes, let's talk about being a baller in the ballroom in the boardroom, like. Yes, I want to make money. I want to yes. make lots of money. I want to like you know be the top of my game in my professional life, but I also want to be a great wife, and I want to have great sex, and I want to look good. Like I, I mean, let's be honest. Like I think that's people want that, and so yes. I'll be I'll be really honest and vulnerable and show my whole self, and in doing so, it allows somebody else to show their whole self. And so, you know, it's powerful. And like, it's back to what we were saying before. It's like, if I have to have another superficial conversation, like I'm just like, I just, now that I'm like in my 40s, I'm done. Like, I'm just kind of like, if I can't actually go deep with you, and I think, Juliet, like, when we met, I was like, we, like, I go deep quick. Like, I'm like, yeah, I did too. people think I'm a lawyer because I ask so many questions. Like, I'm like, so tell me about this. Like, what, where are you in birth order? And, you know, where, you know, blah, 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 blah. People are just like, where are these questions coming from? Because I love to, like, get the whole of that person. <laughs> um, and I think, like, you know, people don't ask enough questions, I don't think.
0: They know. And, and I mean, I love that you just said that, because that is obviously why I love doing what I do, because I love asking questions. I love being curious. I love getting into, and you know, it doesn't always have to be super deep where someone's like, oh, what is she going to ask me? I'm going to be uncomfortable. I don't, you know, I just love like just to get to know the person. So I absolutely, and, and the thing what you said about storytelling is I've been talking about this more and more because everyone has a story. Every single person has a story, and every single person, man, woman, can help someone else, and it's so important to know how to tell your story because there's so many people that don't know how to tell their story. Yes, in business, personal branding, it's really important that you know it, but even just the, the mom that's home, right, because it's really important that your family knows Okay, mom is is this way because of X, Y, and Z, because of her story. So I also love that you said that because it is an, an important thing. Storytelling is, to me, one of the most important things in this world. And not enough people know how to tell their story and not enough people know the importance of telling Their story.
1: Yeah, it's a really good point. We just actually had Deborah Driscoll, who's a member of the Now Speak. She works with a company called Fearless Communicators, and she really works with women to craft their story so that it has impact. And she did an event on how to tell a story and like this neuroscience of like, you know, how the dopamine reacts and how to get the dopamine levels up when you're telling a story. And, um, it was actually like really fascinating, but also I found that like many people are keeping, keeping their story inside because they don't know how to share it. And so it's like, they don't know how do I actually get it across and have it have impact and meaning. And so it was nice that we had Deborah speak, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then also this Sunday at the, the now talks, it's wonderful because we just, Every time you have women share their story, the hope is that yes, there's greater connection with them. There's greater connection with yourself, but hopefully, you get the power, a little bit more confidence that maybe and ammunition and resources to be able to actually tell your own story and to be able to maybe take that step and tell your story. Because yes, to your point, like everybody has a story. And it's so important that we listen to each other's stories. And that's why I ask so many questions, because I'm getting to know their story. Because some people aren't as forthcoming in sharing it. And so you have right. to sort of like ask questions. And I think we, we live in a world where many people like to talk about themselves. And so um, it's rare that you get to a conversation with someone where they're like, so tell me more about this. Tell right. me more about that. Um, so if you ever meet Julia and I or have a conversation <laughs> with us, that's what you'll get. Like you're, we're, we're a little questions. bit more like, tell me more. And like, what did it feel? And,
0: you know, what was your husband? You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, no. So that's the, I, the, the other thing I want to touch on. And then I, I have a, a, a few questions for you. Um, right. But so I love when you said your daughters are watching you, right? And they're seeing, look what mom's doing. Look what she's doing for other women. So after I do an interview or after I've talked to someone or after I've been in a show, it's so funny because I literally like skip down the stairs and my husband and my kids will be like, okay, who who did you talk to today? What just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Because I literally am like, oh my God, guys, this is so fascinating. Listen to this and listen to that. And they can see how excited I get. Now, is it for everyone? No, but they do listen because they know it makes me happy. And sometimes they're like, wow, wait, mom, I want to know more about X, Y, and Z. And it's just really cool for them to see, okay, I see when mom is in a really good place, right? And we talk, we're, you know, obviously we, we talk a lot in my house and I have two boys and a daughter and not all of them love to communicate, especially because I have a bunch of teenagers. Um, and my husband is definitely more of a reserved guy, uh, but they also know that it's important to me right? And they know when they see me skipping down the stairs, it's because I've had a really great conversation and I really connected with someone. Mm. And so for them to see that, it's just, you know, without even having to say words to them, they can see my my persona, right? So I love that you said that. So have your daughters, you know, give, just give us, and your husband, like when you started this, Were they like, oh, what are you doing? This is interesting. Because when I started my podcast, everyone was like, oh, do you know how to do that? I'm like, nope, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to kill it because I I, this is what I want to do. So yeah, so give us like a little bit into that. Like how did you bring it up to your husband and kids and you know what was the reaction yeah i think
1: also just to know like when you said like your kids are watching like the good and the bad right like yes oh, yeah. i run this amazing <laughs> community and i do i like to think i do a lot of good and 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 there's a lot of positive things around that but i just think the message too is like the way you hold yourself the way you speak to others the way you like take time for yourself like my girls are like r- even if they like say they're not you know even if they're like um yeah you're too like i'm too cool for you mom no no, no they're they're watching um and it's like that's such an important thing to note because i i think i just think sometimes like that, that gets missed right like we're just busy 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 and we're not thinking they're watching or we're not thinking and it's like no 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 they're more present than we ever think they are it's like yes. that time when you're like we well, you listen to me oh they're always listening in the times yes. that you actually don't want
0: them to be listening right uh, yeah like the time when you have like the three glasses of wine and you're like god damn it they four or four glasses of wine and you're like okay just <laughs> don't watch now go away <laughs> yeah come back <laughs> right. tomorrow um yeah, right. But right. yeah, I
1: think um, I think it's really important. My kids, when I started this, I, I, they were at the launch. They came to the launch party. It was really great. Like, I just, I really integrate them a lot. Um, so they were there just at the beginning. They greeted people. They gave name tags out. Like, I just integrated oh, I them. That. I made them, like, really um, part of the process, which is sort of like my husband and I's sort of MO as a whole, is that we really just want to integrate them into our life yeah. as much as possible. Like, when we had kids, we were like, we're, our lives are not going to be around them, they're going to be integrated into our life. And so um, they were from the get-go, like super involved. And, you know, I asked them because a lot of the, you know, a lot of the things and issues that they're dealing with, a lot of the issues, Julia, that we're still dealing with in our 30s and our 40s right. and our 50s. You know, <laughs> it's like relationships and it's about body and it's about hormones because I have a 13-year-old and
0: so she's hormonal. Yes. I'm like paramenopausal. We're like, you know, it's like it's crazy. <laughs> it's like um, my house, my 12-year-old and I'm going to be 48. And it's, yeah, we're, I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, right. Now, okay, so how are you feeling? And I know it's because <laughs> you have your period, uh, which she just got, which I'm sure sure she's going to be really loving that I just broadcasted that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank gosh, she's not on here. But right. But it is, it's an interesting dynamic. So right. I'm continue, but yeah. yes.
1: So anyways, I very much like speak to them about the programming and like I do retreats. We have a retreat coming up November 5th. And so they're like, what are you doing in the retreat? And you know, they're very much involved and I show them pictures. And um, I ask them like, what would you want it? Like, what do you think a um, a kind of icebreaker, cool icebreaker would be. And so I learned from them constantly. We made these like little warm fuzzies. Um, they're like basically yarn. Um, oh my gosh, what do you call them? Like pom pom oh, yeah. And so we used them at our, our last summit in some kind of opening um, ceremony that we did. And the girls made the pom poms with me. And so it was like really just integrating them. Um, We're also doing an event a couple weeks on inclusive language and just like really talking about gender. And um, my daughter's in this diversity alliance at school where they are in, in the LGBTQTA um, I group as well. And so as an ally, and so, you know, it's really great to hear from her. I was like, what do you think we should call this event? And so I really try to integrate them as much as possible. And I see, I see the benefit of that. Like my girls carry crystals And I think that's cool. Like, I love that one of them was like, can we go to the crystal store and buy a crystal for my girlfriend's birthday? I'm like, yes. Like, I don't try to show, like, that excitement. But inside, I'm like, yes. "Yes." Like, they're like, you know, they're hearing it. They're hearing the things you want them to hear. So they're very much involved in the network of women in a variety of different capacities. And they'll be working for me soon
0: enough. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's what's exciting when you create something and you see, like, where, okay, you know what? My kids can actually get involved in this. And if they want, I'm going to make it big enough that they can be a part of it, which is super cool, Um, which is super cool. And so also, I mean, because, you know, I'm sure when you're starting something, there's also the thought in the kid's mind, okay, is that going to take mom away from me? Is it going to, you know, give her less time? So I love that you're integrating in, you know, with them. As much as they can do. So, my next question for you is, and I'm sure you've gotten this a lot, but like, was the pandemic good or was the pandemic bad for the network of women? Yeah, great
1: question. It was amazingly good for the network of women. Um, (laughs) People were really craving community. People were isolated. They were alone. They were afraid. There were so many different emotions, and we were all going through it together. So it was like one of the only things in the world where, like, we were all impacted by this. And um, differently, right? Like, we all were impacted in different capacities. But it was like, globally, we could all relate to this. And so while we were uh, only in real life community prior to the pandemic, we had our summit on March 9th, 20. Oh my gosh. 20, I, I what was it that. like 20 or 2019? I even think the years oh, are like, <laughs> but literally like days before the world shut down, we had like a hundred plus people in the city at our summit. And then like the world shuts down. I mean, like right. talk about like, a thing goodness like
0: that summit happened because <laughs> that was a lot. Well, but, but that's the thing. It was meant to happen, right? And that's, again, it was meant to happen. Like you had someone, you know, whether it's God, the universe, whatever it is, they had your back. Yeah, right? th- there was definitely some some universe that had our back for sure. So
1: yeah, so in any event, it was just been great. Like we just quickly pivoted to digital platform, which was quite, pretty seamless to be honest with you. Like our team just quickly like pivoted. We got onto a platform, a digital platform. And with the, with the uh, beauty of Zoom and and that we have a platform that allows us to communicate with all the members. I mean, it was really kind of seamless. And now it's like, how do you just create an experience that mirrors an in real life so that people can walk away with as impactful as an in real life experience, but a Zoom experience? And so, you know, and we're, as we reenter post-pandemic world, which we're not there yet, but as we re-enter, there'll be a combination of in real life and continue to do virtual events. Just because of our reach now, we have people in Europe, we have people in Canada, we have people all across the US. Right. So it's a real beautiful thing that that um, transpired a- a- after some- something
0: so horrible. I'm sorry about right, which is wonderful. Guys, in the audience, if you have any questions, thanks. I know there's people jumping in and out, which is wonderful. If you guys have any questions, please just put it in. If you like hit the little two lines at the bottom, it will like allow you to uh, or if you hit your react button, you can you can kind of type in a message and I'm happy to ask um, Sarah. So Sarah, I mean that is right. So now you're when the pandemic is or we're on the other side of it, you'll be able to kind of integrate both aspects, which is just going to help you grow even more. It gets your message out even more. So I love that. So I want to bring it back, and I know it's going to be hard to pick one. So maybe like a few moments when you realized, yes, I've got something good. Like I am doing something really good. Uh, can you kind of bring us to that?
1: You know, and I'm sure I, you're
0: going to have to think for a second. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that there are emails that I get there are texts that I get and it can be a thank you for holding this space. Thank you for talking about something that's so important to me. Thank you for hearing me and valuing me. It can, I, and I get these emails and every single one of them is my motivation to keep forging forward. And it's like, you know, sometimes I'll have an event and maybe there'll be like five people that might show up for whatever reason. Right. Like, like, be five people. And someone might look at that as like, you have a hundred plus members. Why are there five people showing up? But like that gave people an opportunity to share in, in, an, in an environment that they might have not shared otherwise, yes. because there might've been more people. And that's happened before as well, where I walk away like, Oh, I really wish more people would have been there because it's such an important event. Meanwhile, we record all our events. So everything is um, on demand. So people right. can watch afterwards. But um, and then I'll get an email and it'll be like, thank you for holding this space. And I'm so glad that there, it was an intimate group because I wouldn't have ever shared what I shared. see. And that's, and
0: that's what it's, that's what, that's what it's all about.
1: And I literally just got chills thinking about it too. Cause I'm like, yes. And so don't think, and I, I will say this to an entrepreneur too, or anyone building a business, having tons of people or like, you know, sometimes we get a skewed idea of what success means. Don't lose sight. Success to me means having an impact on somebody. And so whenever I get an email or a text or any type of, of communication with a with a member that says just thank you, thank you. I'm like success, success, and you have to remember the small little golden nuggets of success because that continues to motivate you to push you yes. forward. Because there's a lot yes. of bad shit. And not bad shit. There's a lot of struggles and obstacles. And so right. I need those. I have like an inbox um, folder that says happy. And so I drag all of those into my happy folder. And so when I'm having a shitty day, I go to my happy place, which is my happy folder. And I read through <laughs> and It reminds me <laughs> why I do the work I do.
0: <laughs> I love that. So Shelby McKee, who's in the audience, who actually was just on Fireside last week, she and her sister Christy created this amazing, you'll, you'll have to look, uh, it's called key socks. They're socks. That you wear, like when it's you're feel it's like a little bit cold, but you like the the no show, um, but you do you like want your your cute flats, but it's uh, you know it's like a little bit in the now the weather that we're getting, and you're still warm, and you can still wear your cute flats or sneakers. They have this whole line, so it's called Key Socks. I'll put you in touch. Genius. But, yeah, it's amazing. So Shelby said, I love the idea of just helping one at a time, not a big audience. And it's true, right? It's 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 one at a time. So thanks, um, Shelby, for, for letting us know that because it's true. So I know we have like two more minutes. So I just also want you to shout out where, and you guys, you could see the fortune cookie, but just in case you're driving, I don't want you stopping and <laughs> writing things down because I do all of this when I, I, a lot of times listen to these kind of things when I'm driving and it's like, wait, they're, they're talking about something I can't see and I don't want anyone getting into accidents. So can you share with everyone where they can find you?
1: Absolutely. So we're on Instagram at thenownyc. You can message me through Instagram. You know, like you can basically get to the world on Instagram. Um, But you can also find us at www.thenownyc.com. Um, you can email, you can always reach out to me directly at Sarah at the now NYC. So multiple ways to um, reach out to us. We have a lot of upcoming public events to all, uh, women who identify uh, women identifying folk. So anybody who is interested in checking out the now, seeing what this is all about, come join us. We'd love to share this beautiful community with you.
0: Okay, awesome. And so I just want to thank you. But I'm going to end with this question. And it might, if if you have to think about it, we can always let them know later. But who is someone right now that you like a speaker or you know someone in, in out there that you are like I really want them to hold an event for you or be at the event or be at something that you're doing or be a guest speaker, um, someone that you have on a list that you're like that's the person.
1: Yeah, I think that. I would love to do a fireside chat with Glennon Doyle, Oprah Winfrey, Abby Wambach, um, and Michelle Obama. That would be kind of a cool crew. Just love that think. would be like you know that'd be <laughs> a good crew to get together. And yes. I think they would be really cool with going deep and being um, into the conversations and the topics that we talk about at the now. So that would be that would be my my crew like goal
0: crew. Yeah, uh, if I could. I love it. All right. Well, guys, you have been great. Thank you, everyone that's in the audience right now. Gina, Shelby, James. And I know we've had people jumping in and out. And I know there's people listening on all the other platforms. So thank you. Thank you reach out to Sarah if you guys want more information. And um, Sarah, thank you again. I really appreciate you joining this Fireside. And I absolutely love Fireside because of these intimate conversations that we can have. Thank you again, Fireside, for holding this space. And guys, we will see you next week. Don't forget to check out. You can follow me on my Instagram. You guys know where it is. I am Juliette Han. You can also go to my website. Thank you again, Sarah. I appreciate it. I'm going to bring up the weight bot and we will see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Great being here. What fun. Thanks, Sarah.